Welcome to the Entrepreneur of the Month podcast brought to you by GetResponse, the marketing software with more than 300,000 customers around the globe. My name is Jamie Turner. I'm an author, speaker, and an ambassador for GetResponse, and I'll be your host for today's show. Before we dive in, I'd like to remind you that GetResponse will be hosting ResponseCon in Boston on April 9th and 10th of 2019. For more information, check out GetResponse.com slash ResponseCon slash Boston. Now, let's dive in. I'm really, really happy to welcome my good friend, Tim David. Tim David is a author. He's of, of a great book called Magic Words, The Science and Secrets Behind Seven Words That Motivate, Engage, and Influence. I've read the book. It's phenomenal. He's an ex-professional magician, and he now teaches busy professionals the science of how to be more influential in today's digital environment. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jamie. I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Great to, great to catch up with you. Now, I know every, all of our listeners are going to be sitting there going, wow, a, a former magician. Tell us a little bit about that, how you got into it, and what your experiences were with that. Yeah, it does sound strange to be ex-professional magician. Like, Isn't that like the Marines? Like, once a Marine, always a Marine sort of deal. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I can still pull off a card trick or two, but it's just not my sole source of income. For a long time, it was uh, naturally, right? My father, um, you know, I should say growing up, my, my mother was an accountant. My older brother went off, became a sound engineer. And my father was a, uh, he designed nuclear submarines for the Navy. Okay, so obviously magician was the career path for me. <laughs> uh, just sort of the family way. Uh, you know, it, it was, it, it, it did kind of motivate me. And I know a lot of listeners in, in this entrepreneurial space have those voices that encourage us. And that's why podcasts like this are so important to hear those encouraging voices. But we also have voices that tell us we can't. We have voices that tell us to be more realistic. We have voices that tell us, hey, I tried that. It didn't work for me. It can't possibly work for you. Uh, for me, the voice was uh, my dad. And he tried to, of course, logic my dream out of me. Of course, Mr. Science Man. And uh, didn't work. It backfired, in fact. And I tried to prove him wrong um, and for a long time, I didn't. For a long time, I was banging my head against the wall. I dropped out of college to pursue my dream as a professional magician, sort of in an act of defiance against dad. Uh, and then I ended up with like $16,000 of credit card debt and a crap job driving a crap car and wondering, what am I doing? I have no backup plan. I have no safety net. This is terrible. Fortunately, uh, story doesn't end there. Uh, I, I ran into a mentor, sort of taught me the ins and the outs. And this is a huge takeaway. One of the things I tell virtually every audience that I speak for, I think it's one of the, uh, the, the sort of deepest truths, if you will, uh, that I have experienced. And it is this, it's not what you do that matters. You know, many times the thing that we do, the app that we develop, the skill that we have of delivering a service, we think that's it. For me, I thought it was card tricks. I had to practice card tricks in order to uh, get gigs, right? I thought, I thought that was the deal. When in reality, there is sort of a skill behind the skill. If, if you're going to be a professional magician or an, in, or an entrepreneur, uh, there are a series of skills that we have to learn. It's not just the service you provide or the product you develop. It's also how you market and present that product. So fortunately, a mentor taught me that. Show business is two words. Business is the bigger word. I had the show. I needed the business so desperately. And he took me from doing maybe one or two shows a month 
to uh, the month after meeting him, I did 17 shows. The month after that, I almost doubled it to 28 shows. And from then on, for the next eight years, I did between 20 and 30 magic shows every single month with as many as 48 in a single month. And wow. I don't know if you know anything about magicians. Um, actually, scratch that. I don't, I don't know if you know anything about little kids' birthday parties. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But 48 of them in a month. Oh, my gosh. Is amazing birth control. I'll just say yeah. it like it is. You don't, <laughs> you don't go to a six-year-old's birthday party and leave thinking that you want one of those things. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that was it. That was my turnaround. It was literally night and day focusing, changing the spotlight from the wrong low leverage area and switching it to the high leverage area made that overnight difference. And I remember paying off all my debt, moving out of my dad's house uh, where I was paying him rent. <laughs> and uh, he, you know, he gave sort of the tough love off the health insurance. Literally, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna drop out of college, you, you figure it out. And uh, when he came in to my uh, apartment that I finally got on my own, he handed me an envelope. And in that envelope was all the rent money I had ever paid to him in cash. So the story has a happy ending. Oh, wow. What a great, wow. That is really cool. You know what? I, I am as a totally father, I would have spent it, but I, I was going to say, I'm totally stealing that idea. You know, right. I, I don't know if I'll give him the money back, you know, but rent early on is brilliant. That is really, really cool. I love that story. Well, you know, I know you pretty well. You don't strike me as a classic rebellious teen. And I know you were saying you were motivated by a lot of us are motivated when somebody says you can't do something, it just forces us to do it. Were you without getting into too many details of your personal life, but were you a rebellious teen in other ways that classic, let me go off and just be a, a, a misfit or not so much? Well, I think the purists out there, the genuinely rebellious kids, um, would, would sort of laugh at me and scoff at me at, at my puny rebellions. Uh, but I did sort of for my family, for my upbringing, I, I was, I, I, would, I wouldn't say, I guess I would say sort of black sheepish. You know, I sort of went, um, you know, a bit contrarian, went a different path almost on purpose and had that rebellious streak. And it did, you know, it did flow over into other areas. I certainly, if you want, we could, we could trade uh, slacking stories at school and just, I mean, one year I had a zero average in <laughs> Spanish class. Like I pulled off a zero average. Um, That's so very difficult, very admirable by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I have, I can, I can, um, I can trade slacking stories with the best of them. And it's funny too. And even now as an entrepreneur, I do almost nothing that I don't enjoy. And I know a lot of people say that oh, I do, I'm doing what I love, but there's all these things that we got to do that means paperwork and bit. I do almost nothing that I don't enjoy. And I got to say, I have worked very hard to be this lazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's something you earn, right? It's something that you, uh, you craft uh, your business to ultimately fit in with the lifestyle that you want to live. You don't want to build a business that becomes a trap. That, that a business that, that you don't run, the business runs you. Yeah. Uh, so, so these are all very important and were, were very important very early on. And, and that is one thing I think my parents taught me is the value of and importance of, you know, goal, being goal driven and, and, and getting and going after what, what it is that you want. 
you know, there's so much truth to that about, about kind of, uh, you and I are probably similar in the sense that we both work re- relatively hard. And part of it is it's not work. It's fun. It's pleasure. It's having a good time. And when you find something that is a fit, then, then you can do all that. Uh, l- let me ask you a question though, jumping back. Cause we've got a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business people who listen to this that are interested in growing their business. You, you went from seven gigs or whatever it was, or 14 gigs, whatever it was, and, and doubling it two months in a row. What, I know you said, well, it was this guy who coached me on the value of marketing, but d- were there one or two or three things that you were like, this was the silver bullet? Or was it just, hey, I just worked harder and smarter? Yeah, I mean, it, that is very nebulous to say I just worked harder. Um, it, you know, I think one of the other, one of the other reasons that I am so adamant on, on focusing on the highest leverage activities possible. It's because I have three kids, right? I have an 11 year old girl, an eight year old girl and a three year old boy. When there is time to work, you laser focus and, and become efficient. You don't have a choice. So, uh, but one of the things that I found that is, or, and was high leverage for me at that time was a single marketing technique. Mm-hmm. And I just did this one single marketing technique. I found this person. He had done it well. He taught me how to do it. I said, okay, step one, I'm going to do this. Great. And I followed this mentor and took the advice. I didn't overanalyze. I didn't uh, paralysis by analysis. I, I simply followed the formula. And man, oh man, there's a success principle for you right there. So it's not just working harder, but but it's like, okay, um, if you want to be um, blank, whatever it is, rich, healthy, whatever it is, find someone who's doing that and, and do what that person does, right? I mean, we, we model success. It's very, I mean, in a way, it's very, very simple. But enough teasers, enough leaving you on a, on a cliffhanger here. The single marketing technique, and I know it's sort of divisive. I know people have their own opinions about it, but it was a direct male campaign marketed specifically to a very targeted list uh, a multi-step sequence uh, done in such a way to like I said turn things around overnight for me work in the fundamentals yeah I, I, I hear that more and more and more that it's about execution it's not about a silver bullet it's not some new technology it's about play, doing the fundamentals time and time again in fact um Nick Saban, coach of the of Alabama's coach, you know, he says we don't focus on winning the national championship. We focus on this blocking drill that we're doing on Monday afternoon at three fifteen, mm. and that's what we focus on. It goes back to what you just said: focus on the fundamentals and execute. And so many times, people, I think, just don't execute, and they 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 and have the idea. Yeah, I had an advantage too. I had an advantage. I was wildly ignorant. I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea. I didn't have any preconceived notions about direct mail. As it, and, and 500 people tell me, oh, that doesn't work, right? I had no understanding or, or, or con- concept of, of what I was doing. I simply saw, works for this guy. I'm going to follow the steps, model it. And maybe it was ignorance. Maybe it was desperation. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, Jamie, it's fundamentals and it's implementation. And as an aside, even though now looking at it, gosh, it is, this is my 20th year. So this is 20 years later. Um, 
this is still a thing. Like direct mail is still working, almost even more so now that digital technology has taken over. But what I do now and what I recommend that people do now is this integrated approach, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. using online to offline, offline to online, back and forth, and communicating to people um, where, where sort of they are. Um, so that's the balance. That's the balance between modeling what successful people do, but also zagging while, uh, while everybody else is zigging, you know, yeah. and, and trying to, um, it, to find that balance. So, no, I love, um, I, I love that. All that makes sense. It's about uh, just to recap what you're saying, working the fundamentals, execution, um, zigging while other people are zagging, and then also an integrated approach. Don't just put all your eggs in one basket, but continuously do a lot of different things. Now, I know you're a big writer and I know of books and I also know you're a big reader. Are there any, uh, any books that you're reading now or that you've read recently that you want to share with our listeners? So, uh, yeah, in, in, uh, gosh, a while back I did this giveaway of the top 20 business books of, uh, of the year. And so I had to read a lot of books. I took a lot of, uh, this was for the Huffington post. So I, there was a lot of nominations and, and all kinds of stuff. So I did uh, put that list in a blog post I don't know if you want to link to it in the show notes or anything, Jamie, but um, that's something people can look at. I'll pull one out specifically for the entrepreneurial minded. Yeah. And uh, it's this guy right here. I'm holding it up for Jamie. It's called yeah. Teach and Grow Rich by Danny. Help me out. Any? Any? I, good question. I don't know, I don't know I if it's why. pronounced. I don't know if it's pronounced any or if it's pronounced Audi. It's one yeah. of the two. <laughs> But uh, no, I love it. I love it. It's, it's one of those books that is absolutely exactly what we're talking about here, Jamie. It's step by step. Do this. Uh, not that. And, you know, there is a zillion things you could be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the secrets, if any, right, that I learned early on when I was ignorant was, uh, again, the beauty of ignorance, not knowing all these other possibilities. So simply focusing on the one you know, man, oh man, are we inundated with opportunities and possibilities now with social media marketing, with email marketing, with all these different possibilities. Pick one and do it. Like it's, it couldn't get any more simple. Pick one that works for you and that you can do consistently and then do that thing. I mean, you can't get consistent results unless you put in the consistent effort up front. So uh, my oh my, just pick one. Pick one out of a hat. I don't care, but uh, make sure you implement it. No, I love that. I love that. I think there's so much truth to that. So I, I'm curious. So we were talking about your getting started in, in, in as a magician, and you you really kind of took off on that. You you executed, did everything you did. Today, you're a speaker and an author. You've got a successful business going on that front. What what are you using from your magician days that are you're using today that that is like oh here's a trick i learned early in those years and then now i'm using it today just out of curiosity well uh it's a brilliant question first of all i don't often get this question and i think it's an important one uh because i don't often get this question i don't have a canned answer response yeah um, so so this is uh, i love when interviews kind of go into this territory of uh, of genuine conversation, you know? Yeah. So uh, what I'm using from magic, the obvious thing that comes to my head is certainly the business savvy that I picked up. Yes, speaking on stages well is important as a speaker. Like you want to have speaking technique and deliver a good presentation, but also everything that gets you on that stage 
is just as important, if not more important, because you can't have any impact if you don't have an audience, right? So, uh, so the business savvy, the marketing of a service is really important. Um, things like mindset, understanding your value, um, you know, charging what you're worth, these types of things that um, every entrepreneur goes through. I kind of had a, a trial run with the magic business. But also, I think what I took away from magic as an art, not just as a business, but as an art, is the ability to perspective take. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you think about it, magicians will practice in front of a mirror so that they can see what you see. Mm -hmm. We obsess about your perspective. I know I had video cameras set up at almost every gig. I would analyze it with my coach. I would have people in various uh, seats in the theater to tell me, uh, there was a phrase in magic, they say, watch your angles. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over as a magician, you hear that, watch your angles. In other words, think about it from this perspective over here. Think about what I'm seeing. And in a physical way, watching angles is important for a magician, but it developed a habit of obsessing about what other people perceive. Because that's all that magic is, is an illusion. It's a perception of, of something impossible becoming possible. And, and being able to understand perceptions and perspectives, but also tweak and nudge them um, is, is a skill that I don't see a lot out there, especially in a culture that is very sort of self-focused, um, I remember when selfie was the word of the year, like people are just taking pictures of themselves and looking at things from their own perspective. Uh, but man, that's where good marketing happens is when you step into the prospect shoes and really understand their perspective. That's when good selling happens is when you step into that potential client's shoes. That's when good leadership happens. That's when good, I mean, really any component of running a business that involves any kind of, uh, influence, you know, moving another person to act, my gosh understanding their perspective was, uh, was a good habit for me to get into. I, I love that. That idea of, you know, just to, to revisit it, watching yourself in the mirror so that you are looking at it from their perspective trains your brain to say, what is in it? What is in it for my audience, for my consumer, for my prospects, all that sort of stuff. But I just love that sort of uh, visualization of watch your angles look at yourself in the mirror so that you're really trying to look from the consumer's point of view or in your case, an audience point of view. What I used to ask, uh, I used to ask business professionals, I used to do a ton of business, like one day seminars and stuff. And, and I would ask them, I always, I always say, Hey, how many of you are on camera all the time when you're doing your job? And a few hands would go up, you know, people have security cameras or whatever. I say, how many of you review that footage every day? nobody's hands go up. So just something as simple as body language. You are an expert, just like everybody here is an expert. Every listening is an expert at reading body language. Yeah. It's your first language. You understand what it means when someone crosses their arms and frowns, right? But are you an expert at speaking body language? And, you know, that's just one simple component and one simple benefit of perspective taking and understanding, truly understanding what vibe you're putting out there. Because most of us have no idea. Most of us have no feedback um, from others. Even, even if people gave us feedback, they don't, they don't, they don't know how to communicate their, their feelings. You know, they're not going to tell you, um, gosh, you know what? You gave a bad vibe because your chin was a little too high. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah. You know, magicians again, understand, you know, uh, the, 
the angles, they understand, you know, how, how to body position, body language, all that stuff and, and how to articulate it. So we can get and give that kind of feedback. But that's one of those tiny areas, just, just body language, uh, that, that is hugely impacted by perspective taking, let alone sales and leadership and marketing and all the other components that we talked about. Wow. We have just scratched the surface. Uh, we would, I, I really want to have you back. Is that good for you? Can we revisit this in, in another episode and come back and, and continue digging down on some of these things? Gosh, I'd, I'd love to. Excellent. That sounds terrific. I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, Tim David, the author of Magic Words, The Science and Secrets Behind Seven Words That Motivate, Engage, and Influence. I have read that book. It is brilliant. It is, there's a lot of books out right now on influence and things like that. But man, I got to tell you, that one just was packed with really terrific information. I just want to thank our listeners for joining us today on the, this episode of the Entrepreneur of the Month podcast, which is brought to you by Get Response. Join us again soon. And as always, look for us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and at getresponse.com slash resources. This is Jamie Turner, and I will catch you next time.